Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf. I have with me Jake. Howdy, folks. And today we're doing the spoiler cast for Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, the sequel to the 2014 Maleficent movie, which is a twisted retelling of Sleeping Beauty. As always, we'll talk about the 3D element first. So, Jake, with the spoilers in mind, what aspects of the 3D do you want to talk about? Uh, there was some really nice 3D in this, uh, but unfortunately, some scenes in my presentation fell flat. The darker scenes were falling flat, but when this movie pops, it really pops. Uh, I'd go see this in 3D, most definitely. Uh just seeing all the uh, fae flying around and the battles and the it's yeah there's yeah a fairy tale with a war in it uh yeah i mean this is a must see in 3d if you're gonna go see this in a theater yeah um i really think so because like like i said you know beginning of the movie is kind of um like i said in the the spoiler free podcast the beginning of the movie has like a little tour of the area and it's kind of pointless. There's a lot of, uh, I think, pointless scenes in this movie that look cool, but are just pointless. Am I right or no? No, I thought it was a good introduction. You get to meet the characters and see them, and then then you know who's dying. At the, then you know who's being slaughtered. Well, I mean, like there's a bunch of scenes like this where it, it just kind of goes a little longer than I thought it should. But, um, you know, we get the basic scene where Aurora is in the swamp and she's the queen of the swamp or. or... The Moors. Yeah, Moors. And, you know, she's queen of the magical creatures. And um, we get a scene where, like, these people decide to go rob the magical creatures and, um, like, they steal a little mushroom guy and, like, some flowers. And mm-hmm. um, we don't really understand why or how. Or either just kind of figure that the guys that's stealing it, they're trying to make money. So I guess magical creatures have some kind of benefit. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the scene is like, oh, what's new? What's going on? I was kind of surprised that they did not mention, oh, yeah, you know, they kind of mentioned that we are missing some people, but they didn't say, hey, we specifically what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, um, there was, uh, this movie was more, for a, such a visually stunning movie, it used a lot of exposition to move the plot along. So, um, yeah, they told us instead of showing us, yeah. they showed us beautiful fairies, but didn't show us character motivation. 
Yeah, and um, there's this whole scene where like the crown is like taken away from Aurora, and it leads back to Prince Philip. And I was like, I thought that was just kind of corny. Yeah, it's it's just a fairy tale trope. And uh, you know, Prince Philip proposes, and it's like, oh, we got to tell our parents. And you know, you see that um, the little um the that there's a witness to their you know the the raven the raven mm-hmm. that is a maleficent's raven you know right hand raven guy who mm-hmm. actually has more screen time in this movie than maleficent um yeah <laughs> so yeah this movie yeah he's in this movie more than than angeli jolie it was great because he had a uh, yeah he was one of the best parts of the movie you know he had little he wasn't in the first one that much but He's like all over this movie. Uh, Angela looks younger in this movie for some reason than she did the last one. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? How did that work? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the Raven tells um, Maleficent that they're going to get married. And then Prince Philip goes back to his kingdom and they're not happy about it either. And um, you figure out that the mom of the queen is really against this mm-hmm. and that she goes into like a little area where the spindle from that made sleeping beauty go to sleep is still there. And there's like this little guy that looks like a troll. Um, yeah. That... That's yeah. Warwick Davis is playing the part. Yeah. He's using these fairies, these the magical creatures to make potions or something. Yeah. Weapons of mass destruction, basically. Yeah, we'll get to back to this character later, but um, yeah, he's pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, and he he doesn't get knuppins. Yeah, well, he does have a ch- he sells out his own people for a royal title. Uh, but he he does change his ways. I don't know. I kind of felt like they could have chewed him out. <laughs> They should have turned him into a goat, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> At the yeah. very least, you know, yeah. he's a war criminal, he's, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, he's a genocidal maniac. I mean, at the end of the day, he's the one that probably killed what hundreds, if not thousands, of their own kind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's like, basically... Uh, this version, uh, Wonder Woman had Dr. Poison. This is basically that. Dr. Poison of this. Basically Dr. Mangala. So, yeah. Um, and Maleficent is not too happy, but she's being supportive. You know, Ward talks her into it. Like, we're going to be invited to the, the kingdom. I want you to make a good impression. Here is this uh, rag to put over your horns to not scare people, which I thought was just kind of messed up i'm what? sorry yeah i was like i was like what and i'm like oh god this is gonna be one of those message oh god they're gonna ham fist a message like they tried to do with the adams family oh no yeah i was like okay is this gonna be one of those things that you have to change yourself to be okay that you know and it's like i thought it just kind of that little thing with the oh if you put this in your thing you know she has giant wings for God's sakes. So, yeah, that we don't know how she got them back after having them cut off in the first movie. They never addressed that. 
in the first movie, they mentioned that at the end that she grabs them and then somehow they get put back on her body. It just all happens like it's in five seconds. So if you may, you may not remember it, but I, it, I saw it and it still seemed weird, but yeah. Okay. So they, so they half-assed an explanation. So I'll let it go because there's just no use in fighting. So yeah. Um, it's like, okay, we're going to get into this, you know, um, have this thing where the mother-in-law and the, the, the you know the two families join, and then like Maleficent goes and like makes a bridge <laughs> and to cross the river to go into the kingdom, which is like, did they have one? Do they really need to do this? But it looks cool. <laughs> I'm sure they don't have a bridge to the moors because it's a a another country. B they don't like the Fey folk. So yeah, um, and then everyone in town is like terrified. Like you would think the king would be like, "Hey, these people are coming over. You should know and treat them with respect." But no, they're all terrified and like have weapons out ready for them. Yeah, and Angela Jolie is like, "Humans are so funny." And yeah, they have a scene where like they're meeting the parents and they have like a dinner. And I was like, "I actually like this." Yes, the dinner. I mean, this is. Any fa- anybody who's ever had to eat Thanksgiving dinner with relatives they can't stand, you're probably going to get a PTSD flashback. Not that I would know from personal experience. Cough, cough. <laughs> um, it kind of reminded me of the awkward dinner scene in Shrek Two, where like you know they're meeting the parents and the kingdom, and it's a really good scene. I thought this was like one of the better scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That it really captures the awkwardness of people who hate each other uh, eating a dinner. To, like I said, it just reminded me of a whole bunch of awkward Thanksgivings. And um, so, like the cat is there, and it's like bothering them. And you know, and honestly, you should have your animals in control. The cat like jumps and like is about to attack. Maleficent and you know the the guy and it's just like no she's in the right you should put the if the cat or the dog is jumping around you get them throw out put them outside or another room you have guests over I think that's legit yeah that's an old Disney trope of the evil cat yeah I think Walt Disney did not like cats because they were <laughs> usually they were usually villains so um, you know, they're trying to eat and there's like a chicken and then it's awkward because or like a hen and like, you know, the guy is like, oh, I guess he's going to eat his own kind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, because Maleficent points that out to him and laughs kind of, you know, cannibalism. <laughs> Joy. And, um, there's like a, a well, she can't eat it because. I, yeah, I might go in. This is a royal family. Uh, why aren't they eating with silver? Which, exactly. You know, why, you know why they make flatware out of silver? Because of the health. Because a lot of uh, disease and stuff, the silver uh, eliminates and it makes it healthy. That's why they used so Even the poor would, would try to use silver to eat with. So, so it's obvious the whole reason they had iron there is a, being the passive aggressive, being nasty hosts. Like I said, this reminded me of awkward Thanksgivings, just being outwardly 
prejudice against you know mm-hmm. oh yeah we like oh i forgot you know <laughs> yeah that's kind of like the cousin that you know has a peanut allergy and you make snickers pie so yeah um but yeah it, it made sense in the context of this movie um uh-huh. it, it just it's one of those things where just like okay and then uh the magic you know maleficent uses the magic to hold the cat and then um, you know, they're kind of really kind of fighting, but not fighting. And the queen is instigating and Maleficent is justified in being upset. Yeah, this is real passive aggressive behavior. And then the queen, um, you know, stabs the king and it's like, oh, look, a spell. Oh, look, Maleficent did this. And it's like, Maleficent, why don't you fix this? And then Maleficent flies away. And I was like, wait, wait. No, Maleficent, you try to fix this. If you can't, then you fly away. But if you try to fix this, Maleficent, and prove yourself, and that's the end of the movie. But no, they don't do that. They want to. Exactly. This is if 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 any two people talked, this movie would have been resolved and over. Yeah, I just it's one of those movies where a simple conversation or two could have resolved the entire plot. <laughs> yeah, but. They're try- I think they're trying to make a point about genocide, so... And prejudice, and, and racism, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and adopted, par- and adopted families can be just as... Can be as mo- more loving than, uh... Not, than families where... Yeah. Which, which is something I do agree with. No, it, it's an obvious allegory here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's preachy. I think it's totally, you know... It makes sense in this movie, and yeah. they don't uh-huh. like hit you over the head with it. But you know, for any adult out there, I think any adult will see right through this and be like, "Oh, I see what's going on here." You know, it's kind of like you know, you see the the twists in you know a Twilight Zone episode right away. Yeah, you see that twist. You know what's happening. I guess it's good for the kiddies to have you know a um you know you could tell you know have the parents say. You see why this is about prejudice. And it's like, oh, you know, the kind of thing. So Maleficent flies away and they have this woman that's like a snipe shooter or something. And she shoots her. And it's like huge elaborate cannon that just looked amazing in 3D because it kind of like, you know, really it was like super long. <laughs> yeah. And shoots Maleficent. She flies down and then she gets into the... um river and then like falls in the water and then out of the blue another fae comes in and saves her and takes her back to the kingdom which is like okay where the hell have you guys been for this entire movie and the last movie (laughs) and uh and what are you doing living in the uh how to train your dragons hidden world yeah, I was like, okay, I guess he decided just to have an island, just like the dragons have an island and hit and, and you know how do you train dragon three, but whatever, yeah. fine. And they're like, she wakes up and they have like a council meeting, and I don't understand what's really going on. They're like, oh, we need to go to war. No, we don't need to go to war. It's like, really, you guys are that simple? It's, it's, it's all the choices. Go to war. Don't go to war. <laughs> you know, pretty basic. Well, well. To be fair, the U.S. has recently gone war crazy, so this is not that far fetched. So anyway, and then the other one that saved her is like, okay, come with me, and like you have these like 
I don't know, it's like a nest and like these huge holes. And these, it just looks great in 3D. It's pretty amazing, this area. Mm-hmm. And you see that there's various dark fae and they've got different wings and they're from all over the world. And this is kind of a refugee camp for dark fae. Yeah, and it's like one cave has every single environment in the world. I was like, okay, come on. You had me there for a minute. Well, it's the Dragon's Cave from the Hidden World. I mean, it was kind of like that too, except for brightly colored. Here's the jungle part of the cave. Here's the desert part of the cave. It's like, shut up. (laughs) Just shut up. I'm not that stupid. (laughs) I'm like, okay, uh, then why in the hell do you, if if you have the entire world in this cave, why in the hell do you want to even leave? Exactly. He's just like, okay, you're just being ridiculous now. And then like the one, um, you know, good fae was like, yeah, you, you know, he's now sick. And then apparently she's a phoenix. And um, uh, what's going on? And then it's like, oh, you are the last of this fae. And okay, then who the hell are you? Where do you come from? Yes. This is where it gets really bonkers. And it's like, what is going on here, movie? And I'm like, genetics don't work that way. And then, like, you're the descendant of the phoenix. It's like, what? What's going on? Who are you descendant from? <laughs> I don't understand. Movie, you don't make sense. Okay, yeah. I, I appreciate you're giving some context here to the phase, but it doesn't make sense. So Maleficent stays there for like four days. <laughs> we think it's four days. It's we don't know. We don't know if cave time works different than actual world time or movie time. But it feels like, but it feels like four days. And Aurora does try to look for Maleficent, and no one, you know, knows where she is. But it's like, I guess I'm getting married in three days, and you know, she's like, "This is iffy," and Prince Philip is like, "This is iffy too," you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this whole little scene with like this little creature that is like has spikes, and you know, that's you know got captured and is like running around, and it's like, okay, yeah. Basically, Sonic the Hedgehog. But actually, looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Tony, take a look at this character design. Just saying. So, yeah, um, it's just weird. Um, it's like one of those scenes that are just like, okay, that's cool. You want to have these magical creatures run around and do stuff. But, um, yeah. And then it gets caught by the, you know, the Dr. Poison character <laughs> trying to make more stuff. <laughs> Yeah. It's like that was pointless. Okay. And then like later it discovers how to, to get out of there. It's like, well, why the hell did you wait this long to get out? Yeah. So it's just kind of weird. It's like, okay, movie, sure, movie. And like, all right, we're gonna have this big wedding. And um oh all the all and then it has like this huge ass horn, and then the horn is like, All magical creatures, you're all invited to the wedding. And like the you know, the horn is like super long. And attendance is mandatory. And I'm like, okay, you're so now you're trying to order another country to do something. Yeah, right. And everyone's like, yay, let's go. So yeah, without, without a second thought, especially since their protector has vanished. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. The last place they were seen 
was at this castle. So wouldn't you be a wee bit suspicious? So yeah, I was like, oh, everyone go inside the, the church. Oh yeah, they here, humans here. And the only reference, and then the, the raven guy's like going, well, I identify as a raven. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That makes sense. But uh, you should, that it should have set alarm bells off that they're separating the human from the fae. Yeah. Would they be doing that at a wedding? Because that one line, oh, are you with the bride or the groom? That doesn't cut it, especially since it's a whole other building. Yeah, and like, you know, there's nothing else going on in that room. So they're just like waiting. It's like, I guess nothing's going to happen. So you're, I don't know what's going on. And then they shut the doors and they have the woman that was the sniper um, there and she's playing the piano and like, one of the buttons, one of the keys in the piano is a smoke bomb that's made from um, the... Okay, this part got really damn dark. Um, yeah, it's what all the tomb blooms. Because uh, when uh, Faye die, they come back, they bloom as a flower. So I think it's just some kind of the cycle of life. So they were using them to... The smoke was made to make a poison to kill them. And when the Fae die, they turn into flowers. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, that's just really dark if you're paying attention. Little kids may not, like, totally get freaked out here. Maybe, okay, maybe the little kids will. But, like, it just is kind of disturbing when you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is genocide. And, um, yeah, they're using basically, you know, to put it back to human terms... They're like using uh, bone dust to kill other people. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> and, you know. Iron mixed into it, too. Yeah. And so then she has to play the musical songs. But then the point is like, okay, you're kidding all these people. All these things are either getting flowers on them or exploding, which is like, um, I guess Disney like we had we paid a lot of money for infinity war um Dis avengers infinity war dust we're gonna damn use this mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so like they're just getting slaughtered in this church and like i was like okay and then it just pans to another scene i was like wait a minute what happens there and um why doesn't this woman just keep hitting the the key with the poison and just kill them all and just walk out why does she have to play this whole musical tune? That's why it's just so ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless it's some sort of thing, oh, we can't let the humans know that we're killing all the fae. The humans weren't paying attention, so what does it matter? Yeah, exactly. They could have had some kind of uh, explanation that, oh, it needs time to regenerate the mechanism to explain why you just don't hit the, you know, shift key a hundred times in a row, and then yeah. everyone's dead. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they had exposition for every other little plot point. They could have had exposition for that one too. I was like, okay, whatever movie. I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. It's just so ridiculous here. Yeah, it's uh, a movie's got a movie, so. And um, Aurora kind of conveniently finds the secret passageway to the troll guy who made all these things and like you're horrible and you know he's like well he just kind of shrugs and then that's it and it's like dude oh, I'm a nobleman 
You know, he's got a title and stuff, and I'm like, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you, you, they'll just hang you first for war crimes. Seriously, he made poison to kill thousands of their own kind. You know, if and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, you're Faye too. If you accidentally drop this, sh- uh, you're dead. Yeah, so it's like, okay, um, yeah, and then he just kind of pretends he's cool with everyone later. Like, no, no. You're you're horrible. You're not. You're, you're a genocidal maniac. So, yeah, it's just kind of whoa. Um, and she's like, oh, apparently the the pin from the spool for the you know that pricked Supreme Beauty in the first movie is still enchanted, which is like whatever, whatever movie. Uh, yeah. Why didn't Maleficent just get rid of it so it couldn't be used against her or any horror? Aurora again, or yeah, I mean, yeah. Why does this thing even still exist? Yeah, that and why does it still have magic? They're just like, okay, it still has magic. Why? Because yeah, reasons. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, movie's got a movie, and like you know, Maleficent just gone. Like we don't see her for like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like okay. And then you know, another, I guess she had another movie she had to do. Um, so you know, Vora's figuring everything out, and it's like, hey. And then she tells Philip, hey, you know, they're killing all of everyone. It's an ambush. And then you know, we gotta get out of here. And then, um, actually, cleverly escapes. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and hey, and Philip for ha- considering having such a. Uh, Homicidal maniac for a mom is a relatively healthy, uh, if somewhat bland, uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, they, okay, I, this part I kind of forget. They, the other phase come back into, um, this area. Why? It's just because, um, I, I kind of forget how they connected that. How did they come, why did they come back? Why did, you know, or Maleficent leave the den or whatever? She uh, sensed, dun, dun, dun. She had this sense of something because the needle, the she sensed the needle in use oh. again. Okay, then why in the hell didn't she realize that, that the king had been stabbed with it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I was like, huh? Okay, whatever plot hole, I guess. Convenience. It's not a movie. It's a convenient contrivance to move the story along. And then they all decide to fly back, and then the good Faye dies, and then the one guy that's like obsessed with war is like, "Yes, that's a good excuse. We now can kill everyone." And then all the Faye come back, and then they all start attacking the kingdom. And this scene was actually pretty cool in 3D and all the stuff flying around and like mm-hmm. they, they have all the weapons ready to go and they're just, you know, evaporating <laughs> these guys in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were ready. They were goading them. So they were waiting for them. So they kind of fall right into their trap and and then we get to see uh, air genocide. Yeah, and like a lot of people are like, oh my god, is it my friend. Like, okay, I don't know who these people are. I don't care. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Just a CGI figure. That's going. The Fae actually found a little clever way around it, and they start, and then Maleficent starts attacking the queen, and the queen, and then Aurora fall, 
and then like no prince falls but then he gets cat grabs his thing and then floats down somehow i'm just like oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> what were you thinking when that happened that was the least of this movie's issues <laughs> And like I was howling at when the prince had the sword to the Fay's throat and he's burning his throat and says, I will spill no Fay blood. And I says, Look like you're doing pretty good already. Yeah, and then Maleficent was like, Oh, okay, he's not a bad guy anymore. Cool. I don't have to, you know, attack him. Okay, cool. Let's attack the queen. And then the queen like somehow survives and then Maleficent turns her to a goat, which is like, okay. I guess go into this speech about how when she was little, blah blah blah, and then I'm like going, okay, whatever. Exactly. Goat. The the whole show instead of tell, you know the. Oh, and uh, Raven guy gets turned into this. What the hell? It's I still don't know what in the hell he was supposed to be. Bear out things. of the blue, yeah, out of the blue, he becomes a bear. With a beak. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's never made... He's never transformed into anything but a normal-sized raven. Then all of a sudden, he... Maleficent shows up again, and all of a sudden, he turns into this bear-bird hybrid. Like, he hoaxes out, too. Like, he could yeah. transform, he just never did before. It's, like, ridiculous. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> And then we get killed back into the church, and they're still, like, fighting. And it's like, did he kill everything in here already? <laughs> Damn, this, your shit isn't working very well. I mean, your genocidal uh, poison gas is kind of inefficient. I just kind of I mean, assumed everything would be dead by the time you got back to that church. Yeah, exactly. I mean, damn. So, um, yeah, and then they're like, okay. We figure out everything's going on now. Um, war over. And um, Queen is a goat, so we don't have to worry about her. And the little guy mm-hmm. that made all the poison, he's here. He's happy. Let's just kind of forgive him. He's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, really. And uh, King is like, well, hints that they don't uh, want the Queen back. Hey, personally, I would have told the chef, you know, to serve goat at the wedding. But hey, that's me. <laughs> yeah, and just like, okay. Oh, we still have a wedding to plan. Let's have a wedding now. All magical creatures together and all humans well, together. Well, time they were all kind of intermingled together. So it's like, okay, uh, if anybody's going to poison anybody, you're going to get everybody. <sighs> so, yeah, it, it's a mess, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is just a fun train wreck that's trying to say some stuff and succeeds in some of it, and some of it's a little ham-fisted. But it's... I wish it was more high camp, but it is what it is. It's its an interesting movie. Oh, and then Maleficent dies. <laughs> yeah. And then comes back as, I think, a phoenix, but sure look like the dragon in Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, I was like, okay, I guess she's a... And then, like, I was actually shocked by the the death, and I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. I'm going to give this movie credit. And then it comes back. I was like, oh. Okay, well, at least <laughs> she didn't back as a, as a, a, a 
a werebear raven. That one scene where she turns into dust because the the uh, poison hits her it was like, oh, yeah. that that looks so damn good in three D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she sacrifices herself to save Aurora. And like, you know, I told you before that they use Avengers Infinity War dust to in this, and it's like, yeah, they're they're using every bit of you know they recycle this from Infinity War. I know that for a fact. It looks exactly the same effect. Oh, and the like, go watch uh, Alice in Wonderland. You'll notice the castles, how similar they look. No, I hate Alice in Wonderland movies. I hate them so much. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. see that again. Uh, okay. And and was it me or was uh, Michelle Pfeiffer kind of doing her best Nicole Kidman in this movie? Yeah, yeah. It was just ridiculous. And, um, yeah, um... So yeah, the, the, they have the wedding, and the wedding is like okay, and then we're all living in happiness, and everything's fine. Oh wait, wait, wait! There's the blue fairy that mm-hmm. sacrificed herself eventually to get into the organ to stop everything, which was admirable. Yeah, to plug up the organ. But it's like, couldn't someone else do something? And then, like, it was kind of hazy. Did she die or not? Because they kept changing the wedding dress color. I was like, come on, movie. Yeah, it was funny when they did it in the horse of another color. So. Then they decide, oh, blue is a tribute to our fae that sacrificed herself. Now, were those three um, same actresses in the first one? I don't. They seemed similar looking, but I don't know if they were the same voices. I don't know. I don't know either. So, yeah, it just wraps up, and it, it wraps up kind of cleanly, which is what you expect from this. And the king is like, yes, yes, I'm back. Something woke me up. <laughs> it's like, okay. I guess Maleficent being dead finally broke those curse. Maleficent finally does what she should have done in the first movie, is uh, get break the curse and destroy the spindle and the needle. Which like, you would think the curse is independent from the hardware. It's just a software, you know, kind of thing. Once the yeah. software is off, the hardware is still the same, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but this is analog technology, so who knows how it works. But yeah, I, that's what I was, you know, it's just like, okay, you know, I'm just thinking like that where, okay, if the knife is cursed, well, if the curse is gone, the knife is still a knife, you know. Yeah, whatever. exactly. You can still use it to butter bread and you know, c- you know, cut stuff. So it, it's just whatever the whole part of the spindle and whatever the dad waking the and then you know they all live in harmony and you know prejudice is over mm-hmm. magical people and you know everything's fine and dandy and you know the the kingdom which was. Um, scared to the magical creatures are now okay with them, which is not. But, I mean, they're the king, so I guess they can't really, you know, do anything. I don't know. Yeah, so basically the they've been annexed, and uh, they said, oh, we won't kill you anymore. Yeah. But you're now part of our, but you're now part of our kingdom. It's just weird. It's a, it's a weird movie. If you really think about the deeper things in here, it gets really dark and really out there. And it's, like, the one thing about Maleficent is that I appreciate that the whole live action remake, this one, this series of is really out there. 
Like, you know, Lion King is so conservative and Aladdin has some changes, but Maleficent is a completely different movie than Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> oh, well, Sleeping Beauty is pretty damn boring. <laughs> so it's, it's just saying, you know, it's a good twist. It's a good way of, of they the did this. And I appreciate that of Disney being able to go dark and go weird and have, you know, we don't have to be super duper copy and paste of the original movie. We could, you know, change things up, which I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie really tried to do something different. And I thought it succeeded a lot more than the first one. Like, I'm surprised they actually took a chance and did another one. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised too. And I kind of feel about the same for both. There's a kind of a boring middle and it's all right. You know, I'm not going to really want to watch this again unless I watch it in 3D because 3D, I really love the 3D. But your mileage will vary because the dark scenes. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. my theater, I was stunned in my theater. It worked perfect. It didn't have any problems where a lot of other times dark scenes didn't, you know, but whatever. So, yeah, um, overall, just give our scores again, just in case you weren't. I gave it a six. I gave it a seven. So that's it for our Maleficent, Maleficent Sporter cast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Miss, oh, yeah, and they did kind of try to half-ass an explanation of why she was the mistress of evil, kind of tied it into the whole fake news. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Poor yeah. exposition. Like I said, this movie, for such beautiful um, visuals, sure had to move the plot along with exposition instead of showing us. Yeah. All right, I guess that's it for this podcast. All right, before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. All right, so that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3d42d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.